This special release celebrates the early craftsmanship of the Jack Daniel Distillery. It's not the Jack Daniels Distillery, it's the Jack Daniel Distillery. Bottled in its singular form, straight from the barrel, uncut at full proof. So whenever someone says uncut, they usually say unfiltered if it is unfiltered. So maybe they did chill filter this. Hey, that's us. <laughs> Welcome back to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to. But you probably should, and you probably are, and that's why we like you. Uh, this week on Chill Filtered, we are drinking Jack Daniels Single Barrel Barrel Proof Rye 2020 Limited Edition. It is uh, a 132.8 proof whiskey on the rye side. And you're like, wow, is it a Kentucky rye? Well, we'll get to that later. Uh, but And before we get to anything uh, regarding the whiskey we're drinking today or the history behind it or uh, how each other of us are doing, let's talk about some biz. Uh, I will. Yeah, let me cover it now uh, <laughs> instead of later. Um, you know, those for those who are Patreon supporters know that you don't just sit around being a Patreon supporter. You uh, sit around and be handed and and be handed. No, you are handed uh, samples of you know good whiskey. Uh, in the past, I've uh, shipped out via courier um, some uh, samples such as yeah, like what we're drinking today, the Jack Daniel's Single Barrel Barrel Proof Rye. I've uh, couriered out the uh, Cured Oak. Uh, I don't all, not everyone gets the cured oak. I kind of make it random, um, who gets what, but, uh, it's been about three months since our last courier, uh, to our Patreon supporters. So if you're considering people out there, and this is kind of a long business talk, uh, but if you're considering <laughs> becoming a Patreon supporter, just know that there's, there's stuff in it for you. Not just what's on our tiers on, uh, patreon.com slash chill filtered, uh, but every three months or so. Uh, we like to send out samples uh, of just good stuff uh, to our listeners. And one note I want to say uh, before we get into anything else is that we'll figure out the randomness of that. Uh, I would hate to, for, for some of our Patreon supporters to get the same bottle twice. Uh, I didn't do a great job uh, figuring out uh, who got what last time in terms of like remembering those things. So we'll figure that out. But... <laughs> Everyone's gonna be excited. If you wanna, if you if you've been thinking about it, someone like you know uh, Andrew Loud and Clear or uh, Drew Toland or you know some of our favorite listeners uh, who are thinking maybe I should become a Patreon supporter. Uh, this is a great reason to do so. So that's all I got for the business this week. Hit us up on Patreon slash Chill Filtered, uh, and that's yeah, that's it. Uh, Robbie, I feel like you've had a a tough day. Tell me about your day. It has been a tough day. But before I get to that, Cole, I want to say we're also putting a new, uh -huh. new thing in with our Patreon where it's a tiered system as well, where if you can get two Patreon people below you, they can pay for your Patreon, and then that kicks back up to us. Mm -hmm. And then they get two people below them, and so on and so forth. It's quite the tier. Yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah. almost pyramid One might even call it pyramid-y. <laughs> yeah. No, no. It's just a triangle. Um triangle <laughs> no it is it's kind of been a rough day i'm just tired uh today yeah. in the middle of, so this is interesting um so we've had uh d districts have been able to choose whether they want uh students to wear masks or not and our districts decided gotcha. like two weeks ago like hey we're almost done with the year let's just finish year out with masks well this mm. is kind of funny and kind of weird and kind of whatever uh our governor uh -huh. like went to some conference on the east coast or something like that and our lieutenant oh, governor east coasters and like the rules are i guess now like if the governor is out of state then the lieutenant governor is in takes their spot right i guess oh okay uh she decided to make a mandate that there could be no mandates on masks and this is like right in the middle of the day at school and so you had a lot of like kids who like parents are texting them or whatever and like kids are just ripping their masks off and ripping them up and like oh wow they got nutty and uh but our school district policy is we don't change policy in the middle of its school day so, mm -hmm. so, so like as a teacher wow. we're, we're trying to control kids and kind of like 
it was just it was weird and awful. Oh. So, but then I and it, then it becomes political. It does, you know. Well, and that's the thing is our our district's like it's not politics; it's dress code or whatever. I don't know. But then the thing that gets me is I have yeah, teaching special ed. I have a lot of medically fragile kids, and I'm just like, for sure. And I'm like, you know those parents sent their kids to school under certain pretenses and now all of a sudden you got kids just tearing masks off. So it was kind of scary for me. I was like, I just, I just feel bad for those families who didn't get a choice in the middle of the day for a little wow. while. So anyway, that was a little stressful. And then like I mowing lawns for all the doctors in the foothills and stuff like that. So I, I spent like two hours after school. It's like 85 right now mowing lawns. I'm just beat. I am ready for a good drink, man. I feel like a little bit of a downer today. Uh, and I need an upper, but we're going to have a depressant, so I don't know. Yes, <laughs> but grab some Adderall, and we're going to have a good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Adderall. Story of my life. Podcast where we yep, do Adderall, exactly. so you don't have to. Um, you see, you did, but you probably should. <laughs> didn't. Um, are you, are you, you don't take Adderall anymore or anything, do you? No, I do. I, uh, yeah. it is, it is hard for me to, uh, work sometimes without, um, some help. Yeah. It's hard gotcha. for me to read a book without any, like I am all over the place unless I have stimulants. So has it gotten harder for you since you got off caffeine? Um, in what way? Well, harder I, to focus? Yeah. Cause I know a lot of times like adults will use caffeine, caffeine to kind of no, I think it's actually kind of smoothed things out in a way. Okay. I think like I've told, or like I've said before, it kind of, uh, it was making me very anxious before. And I think that kind of added to the potential um, distractions. Yeah. Uh, and so I think I'm better now without caffeine and with just Adderall. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. I used to be really ashamed of my ADD. And then you learned but, how- Yeah. Uh, and then you learn. Yeah, but I'm pretty proud of myself. You know, I'm an actuary, or at least in the actuarial field, and uh, you know, and that's math. And so, and being able to ADD really helps. Yeah, get it exactly. Add. See Add. what he did there. <laughs> hey, I wasn't so slow that time. You weren't. You're all pumped up on yeah. Adderall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, heck, if I didn't have the Adderall, I wouldn't be able to add up what you were saying. So, oh, gotcha. How you doing, man? How are just life? keeps coming full circle. Uh, good, man. Uh, by the time this, uh, let's see, we, we're, yeah, when we release this episode, it will be less than three weeks till due date, and I am yeah, just excited. You know, I don't even know what to expect. I think it's going to be a whirlwind for a day or two, but yeah, I'm looking forward to just being a dad and seeing her yeah. for the first time and just getting able to hold her. And yeah, it's a uh, first experience and, you know, for me. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. Uh, I will, yeah, we're, we're, we were just in the baby's room uh, and we were listening to rock. It's called rock a baby. You probably heard of it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, rock renditions on lullabies, or the other oh. way around, lullaby rock renditions. And I was listening to like some Smashing Pumpkins that were like, you know, like kind of like very soft, uh, almost xylophone like bounciness. Um, that's kind of lullaby-y. Mm-hmm. and it was great. Listen to a few different bands of like you know rock bands, and the world is a pacifier. Dun 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 dun. Yeah. Sent to, I don't know, but Keep yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a little sane. chill myself today. Yeah, yeah. What'd you say? Oh, uh, the world is a pacifier. Sent to keep my parents sane. Yeah. Without See, it, I'm crying and, and pooping out my that, brains. Whoa. <laughs> You you should you should be the next Weird Al. Oh man. <laughs> anyway, I bet I bet he's really good at his job these days. He's just like, nah, it just comes naturally to just roll with. He's you got know, a, great lyrics or great parody lyrics. Yeah, he's got a brand, so like, I don't even think he needs to try that hard, right? Like, he just puts them out. Yeah, like, it is true. Friggin' Weird Al. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. He. Uh, I recently saw this video. Have you ever seen the movie Whiplash? Yeah. It's a fantastic movie. One of the best movies I've ever seen, to be honest. 
but there's that scene where he is in the room alone drumming with a uh, jk simmons and it's where like jk simmons throws the chair at him mm-hmm. and so they redid that whole scene based on like the actual footage uh, because it was rare or it wasn't rare. It was it was very split upable, if that makes any sense. And he, instead of a drummer, he was playing his accordion, and it's really good. <laughs> it's like a college humor video. For a second, uh, I, I thought it's, you were it's say really good. It was inspired by Weird Al and his band, where Weird Al was just like super pissed at his band for not keeping up. No, yeah. no, it's great. It's actually it's like it's it's very well done. You would almost expect it to be the original, or like they redid the whole scene, uh, but you can tell it's like. Um, just because of how close it is to the original. You're like, oh, this is the original. They just put in Weird Al. So as a kid, I always um, loved Weird Al. And then like... Heck yeah. I remember uh, <clears throat> my mom wouldn't let me own under the Nirvana album, but I did uh-huh. get Weird Al's, and then it was, what did it smell? What was his Smells Like Smells teams? Like... I can't remember what it is. Oh, man. What was his version? What is it? Uh, smells Like... Uh, smells Like Nirvana. I forget. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, mm-hmm. Kurt and like the band were like really cool with it. They're like, yeah, please cover it because that was kind of the yeah know, thing. So, but so yeah, I listened to that. I want to say, I want to say there were a few like I, I heard an interview and they're like, has anyone like completely turned down your songs? And he's like, it's very rare. Uh, but I want to say it was like Prince or something or like. <laughs> yeah, I want to say it was like Prince was like, no, you're not doing my song. And that's totally Prince to, to say something like that. I'd like to be Prince uh, for a day, but just a day because that dude's only yeah. five foot two. <laughs> that's a Dave Chappelle joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. He, uh, we, we were in uh, uh, Minnesota recently and there was like this huge, because he's like, he lived in Minnesota for a while. I don't know if he was born there, but maybe he I was. Prince but, is. Uh, there's like he's, huge murals of him Viking and stuff like too, that. I know that. Yeah, I mean, he, he definitely, I think he died in Minnesota um, because he had a big house out there. But I don't know if that was his origins, at least. Mm-hmm. So, But anyway, that's quite the tangent. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing well. I'm well now. I'm feeling Work's better Work's going well. I f- that's good. Yeah. I uh, Work has uh, hit a turn where I'm kind of finishing up a, a big project that... I am excited to finish up and starting a project that I am good at. Uh, And I'm down to learn new things with new projects. I'm so down. Uh, But there is frustration along the way where I'm like, sometimes I don't know where to go next. Uh, when When I've done a project once or twice and doing it for the third time, I'm like, yeah, my jam. You know, I'm good at this by now. There's few things that I feel like great at at my job. And I'm working on a project right now where I'm like, I'm good at this. In fact, this is my fourth time doing the project. Uh, it's like a recurring every every few months or few years you do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm excited nice. doing it. Uh, it's it's regarding the state of Michigan, which I like their homeowners stuff. So anyway, <laughs> that's that. Why don't we uh, send it to break and we'll talk about Jack Daniels, single barrel, barrel proof rye, a little background to that. And we will also drink it. And then we'll talk about other things as well. But before we do any of that stuff, let's send it to break. Welcome back. Break was good, wasn't it? You heard that beautiful music. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, and the beautiful music on my half was uh, Robbie's Belch Sorry. from LaCroix. Yeah. LaCroix. No, I don't the mind. Perfect actually, entry if it gets, I actually, I can't burp when we've discussed this before, <laughs> but nauseum. Heather Heather can let one loose, man. And <laughs> it's like so, she lets them so loose that like it becomes disgusting to me. I'm like, that is so, like, and i don't know it's funny but she's impressive like i am constantly um impressed by my wife i used to be able to burp the abc anyway, in one burp or say the abc's could. during a burp mm-hmm. and i when i was a child i thought that was the coolest <laughs> there's no there's no beating that in terms of life <laughs> yeah. that's like the uncle trick it's like you know there's pull my finger there's got your nose and then there's burping the alphabet 
that's the uncle um trifecta the rights of being an uncle did i ever tell you i have, you know this but i have i have two nieces and do you know what they refer to me as um uncle cole no just uncle uncle oh and, uh, clever hashtag uncle and they have their Uncle Steve, they have an Uncle uh, Sean, but then they just have Uncle. And I think, I think they like me the most. I'm just, I'm just, just saying it, you know? So I, I will say. And they're my favorite nieces in the world, so. I, uh, I used to try to get my sister's kids to call me Funkle, but that, that didn't <laughs> stick. That didn't stick. No, that's hard. Yeah. So Jack Daniels. But. What? So Jack Daniels. This is only the third time we've had Jack Daniels product on the podcast. Uh, the first was actually episode 13. We did Jack Daniels old number seven, <clears throat> the standard. And then episode 56, 97 episodes ago, uh, was Jack Daniels single barrel, barrel proof Tennessee whiskey. And so I, okay. So I, on previous episodes, I've discussed a little bit about Jack Daniels as a company distillery person. Uh, but it's been so long, and my history depth has improved over the last 97 mm. episodes. So I'm going to discuss a little more in depth uh, about Jack Daniels Distillery this episode. And actually, episode 56, we did talk a lot more about the Lincoln County process rather than Jack Daniels. So it's been a long time since we've even talked really about the distillery. So, and I wanted to talk about the man who made the distillery, and we'll get into that. So, um, Lynchburg, Tennessee, the distillery, started up in 1875. But the man, Jack Daniels, technically Jasper Newton Daniels, uh, was born in 1850. And he was a big fan of his homeboy dad. I don't know why I called him a homeboy dad. Uh, (laughs) But he didn't much like his stepmom. In fact, he uh, very much didn't like his stepmom. And when his dad passed away in the Civil War... He ran away from home and met a guy named Dan Call. Now, Dan Call was a preacher and a moonshine distiller, and he had a slave named Nearest Green. And we've talked about Nearest before because we've had the Tennessee whiskey called Nearest Green. Or is it called Nearest Green? Mm-hmm. Nearest? Yeah. No. Is it Green, uh, though? Or is it just Nearest? Uncle Nearest. Uncle Nearest. That's exactly what yeah. it is. Yep. Uh, good Tennessee whiskey for sure. You think Uncle Nearest um, would play Gotcha Nose? Oh, dude, he would play Gotcha Nose. He would play uh, all the things. He would be. Uh, what was the other thing I said? I'm like blanking right now. Burp your ABCs, Gotcha he Nose. He would play. And my yeah, thumb burp. came off. Yeah. And here. Oh, no, my thumb's gone. <laughs> yeah. He would totally. Uncle Nearest, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And he probably had some nieces and nephews that loved him. And he would probably rub whiskey on their gums at night to make them go to bed. <laughs> anyway, this is an interesting episode. I'm liking it so far. <laughs> uh, so, yep, he did have a slave named Nearest Green, who was his master distiller. After Nearest was emancipated following the war, uh, he still worked with Dan Call and actually taught Jack Daniels all he knew about distilling. All he could, rather. Eventually, Call and Daniels started up their official distillery, and in 1875, uh, and that was that was when they started their own. Uh, but in 1884, Call stepped out of the business for religious reasons, and Jack Daniels took over. Eventually, Jack Daniels' nephew Lem Motlow, 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 I don't know, uh, took over when he died. Uh, but then multiple levels of evil happened uh, after that. <laughs> uh, evil called prohibition. Oh. Um, the first was in 1910, and you'd be like, Prohibition didn't start in 1910. Well, it did for Tennessee, uh, because Tennessee made it a state law to ban distilling and drinking whiskey. Uh, and so the distillery, being based in Tennessee, was like, okay, so we'll just expand, I guess, because they were doing well. So they're like, okay, we'll just bring we'll bring our stuff to St. Louis uh, and Birmingham, Alabama, or is it Birmingham, Alabama? Uh, I don't know. But... Um, where did I leave off? Where did I leave off? He brought the distillery to Birmingham. But both (laughs) ventures, yep, both (laughs) ventures to St. Louis and Birmingham failed. 
and with the nationwide prohibition <laughs> starting in 1920, they were having it pretty rough. And it's surprising that they even survived. Uh, but when prohibition ended in 1933, they still couldn't produce because Tennessee law was still in effect. <laughs> uh, so get this, Lem Motlow or Motlow becomes a state senator and helps get that repealed. Uh, but here's the worst part about it afterwards is that Monroe County, where Lynchburg, Tennessee is, <laughs> is and where like it used to be over 15 distilleries back in the day, was legally made a dry county. Which meant, <laughs> in this case, that Jack Daniels Distillery could make whiskey, but they couldn't officially sell it within the county. That changed in 1994, where they were allowed to sell, quote, commemorative decanters, unquote, in the gift shop. Uh, but it's crazy. Wow, like, not until 1994? That they can't sell in their own county. What's that? Until 1994? Yeah. That's like, like some real footloose stuff, man. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's uh, you're not allowed to dance, you're not allowed to drink. Man, Tennessee sounds rough. <laughs> that was But anyway, rough. let's talk about this. Tennessee rye, question mark? As I wrote on my notes, <laughs> I'm not going to discuss the Lincoln County process other than it is when, before barreling, they filter the distillate through sugar maple charcoal to make Tennessee whiskey. And we've talked about that before, especially the last episode, episode 56, uh, because Tennessee whiskeys, at least these days, unless you've grandfathered in uh, through like someone like uh, Benjamin Pritchard. Uh, is a non-Lincoln County process Tennessee whiskey. Uh, they want to be called a Tennessee whiskey, but they don't want to involve the Lincoln County process. Well, they they you know s- stood their ground and, and still can be called a Tennessee whiskey. But anyway, the the question is, do they use this process for their rye as well? And the answer is yes, they do. Ooh. And what we're drinking today, Jack Daniels single barrel. Barrel proof rye, 132.8 proof. Now, typically old number seven is 80% corn, 12% malted barley, and 8% rye. But their rye, on the other hand, is apparently 70% rye, 18% corn, and 12% malted barley. It is a single barrel and a barrel proof. So a lot of bottles of this 2020 release are very different. And only 2,000, or not 2,000, 200 barrels uh, were the total with this release. The specific proof on the bottle is, like I said, 132.8, but many, of course, are different. Uh, apparently, the range for these uh, single barrel barrel proofs were 125 to 140. 130, 132.8 is pretty high proof, though, no doubt about it. Apparently, this was aged in the upper portions of the warehouses where higher temperature shifts can occur. Uh, Makes sense that it's so high proof in that way. No age statement, but if I were to guess, personally, I would say six years at least. I might be wrong. Very dark color. Something to be said about this. I've tasted this before, but it was pretty much the neck pour, and I'm excited to give this another shot. I I recently had it, um, and it was very good. Okay. Uh, total wine price sixty five dollars, uh, but I believe I got mine for around seventy five. Secondary prices are in the two hundred to three hundred range. Uh, so uh, very hard to find. Uh, I was very lucky to find it. I had my ear to the ground waiting for tips to find this bottle, and I got it. Yeah. So let's uh, hear a good old cork pop. Nice square bottle. Really cool looking decanter. Here we go. Ooh. There it is. I like it. Yeah. Oh, man. That is dark. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I got my uh, stemmed, not long stemmed, but stemmed uh, Glen Cairns today. And trying something new. I usually go with the stemless ones, but uh, switching it up today. I'm going to give it a good old swirl. As uh, the old spin J, as I say. The matcha. Matt says. Um, the old matcha. Man, this does not smell Ooh. super hot. Ooh. Are you getting hot? 
It doesn't when you swirl it. Okay. But it's a... Uh, ooh, it's rich. Yeah, ooh, it's starting to hit my nose. With the alcohol, very strong on the alcohol at this point. Now I'm starting to believe it is 133-ish proof. Man. Now, I, I did mow lawns today up in the foothills, so I'm, I am a uh-huh. little slightly congested here, so I'm not picking up a ton, but I can just tell it's really full. And, like, it's, it's, it's strong yeah. in that <clears throat> fullness, I guess, but... One of the things I've noticed for Jack Daniels rye, whether it be their standard rye or their rested rye or their single barrel rye, uh, some of the greatest, most standout notes of candy bananas that I'll ever get, especially their rye. Like you can get it from their uh, Tennessee whiskey, but their uh, ryes are like pure candy bananas. This, on the other hand, is not showing that at, almost at all. I'm getting like a little, little bit, little tiny like bit caramelized sugar, a little bit, like kind of sweetness. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good note. Yep. But not like the. I'm getting a little like baked bread, a little bit. Okay. But then you know, still rye, rye uh, spice, for sure. It definitely smells like a rye over like a bourbon, or in this case, it would have. I guess it would have been a Tennessee whiskey. Ooh. You sip it. I did. It's hot. It is hot. It's, it's definitely it's, hot. It's, it gets hotter on the back end of things. But, oh my gosh, there is something good going on there. And I'm not sure what it is yet, but it's it kind of it kind of hubbed a what in me there. I, I wasn't expecting what I got. So I'm going to go in for another sip here. Yeah. You talk about the back end, and it's kind of an explosion back there. It's like midway through, like swallowing it down, you get this like a, a little bit of banana show up, but mm-hmm. it's, it is full of flavor. I'm trying to put some more notes on it. Um, I definitely can see, oh yeah, I can see banana for sure. It's got, uh-huh. got a good spiciness to it. But it mm-hmm. is it is definitely hot. Um, that second time around, it felt a little hotter than the first time, which is uh-huh. different. But uh, it almost had that like my my lips and my tongue are a little bit numb from it. Mm-hmm. It had a nice numbing effect to it. So this is if uh, Uncle Nearest rubs this on your his niece and nephew's gums, they are out like a light. Yep. <laughs> oh, like a light. Yeah. It is almost there's there's almost notes of like a black tea. Okay. Um Yeah, a little bit of bananas, but like I mean it nowhere near what you would get on like their single barrel rhyme. Like their I forget, it's probably like 90 proof or something like that. Um it's fruity. Uh, trying to like even knock down but yeah you were getting that spicy that like that rye kind of notes um cinnamony a little bit uh but i think more than cinnamony like i mentioned that black tea note that's a good one um yeah it's good but it's like full like and it is sweet Uh, if you're able to handle that that bite of the 133 proof basically uh, you can you can see that sweet show up, mm-hmm. uh, but this is one you have to take slow. Uh, if you drink this too sure. fast, you will be coughing. Um, gosh, what was the was it handy that was the twenty twenty mm-hmm. handy that was just way too hot? This is too all, hot for its own good. Yeah, this is it's close to that that level where it was like this. I don't think I could drink it too neat too much because it really is making my lips and my tongue go numb. Um, uh-huh. But, but not, is it bad? No, it's not like that handy was where like the handy you couldn't even, it was just so hot you couldn't I couldn't really pull much out of it. But this has got a, this is nice. Mm. I can see why people are paying a lot for it because well if you think about it, at this at this proofage, I mean you almost you almost kinda oh, yeah. got two bottles of whiskey in one. So Oh yeah. I mean a hundred and thirty three. What's the hazmat level? Where I remember we got corrected on the 140. 140, so it's almost there. Okay. 
Yeah. But apparently some of these bottles were, I mean, some of these barrels were, but they were probably a lot of money to get like a hazmat JD rye. Hmm. I'm spinning up my um, water, water yeah. droplets, pour. Um, I'm intrigued to see what this will taste like with some water because I've, I've only had it neat thus far. My nose isn't great, but n- nose Still is hot. definitely muted. I'm not really getting much on the nose. Mm. There's uh, there's like mm. a mild sweetness there that I'm picking up, but you know maybe like the caramelized sugar, like a caramelized white sugar. Mm-hmm. I'm totally with you there on the caramelized sugar. Mm. Yeah. I I think it's about the same kind of notes. Mm-hmm. Getting that like black tea, little bit of bananas, rye spice throughout. Um but it is probably a little more drinkable. <laughs> uh it goes down a little softer Ooh, with the water, but it's still soft. hot. It was Don't soft, get me wrong; it was it's softer, still the hot. The first word you're gonna go there with, Cole. I was thinking of smooth. <laughs> yep. It hurt. What so, about you? What are you thinking? Um, I like this with a little bit of water on it. It's still hot though; like the heat comes in in a different way. It comes in um, mm-hmm. still on the back end, but it comes in real fast. Uh, the other one just like it grew, but. But uh, this one just comes in fast on you. Um, nice sweetness on it. I like the mouthfeel of this a lot. It's a, uh, I, I, I don't even know. It's like a really light, which it should be because it's a lot of alcohol, right? Um, but it's really light on uh-huh. the front of the palate for sure. Um, I'm going to go for another sip for the uh, some notes here. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit more bananas on the second sip with the water. Uh, very, I mean, it's pleasant, but... Like I said, you gotta you gotta take this one slow. Uh, you cannot just you gotta think about every sip because it oh, is yeah. a little strong. For and sure. I've had I've had hazmat proofs that aren't as potent as this in terms of just tasting it. Uh, this is this has got some potency to it. Whoops! Oh, my bus driver dropped you dropping my, a cube. My bus driver dropped my cube right onto the desk. Oh, yeah. Oh, hmm. I am looking forward to the cube drop on this one. No, there is a lot to oh, this. All my ice stuck together. I can definitely see why people are paying for this because it's. Oh yeah, intriguing. I mean, even uh, the old uh, Matt Porter himself was was a huge fan. Not that he wouldn't be, but uh, it's a little. He said it was it was amazing. With eyes, I'm getting. It's but a probably little, in a really creative way. <laughs> um, with ice, it's I'm getting a little more like fruitiness to it. A little more, yeah, berry. Like the nose is great. Hmm. Yeah, it's a little more. Gosh, what am I getting? It's some sort of a berry. It's a raspberry. I wonder if it's chill filtered. Hey, that's the name of the podcast. That's the name of the podcast. <laughs> I'm going for it. Yeah, there's, it's a nice berry sweetness I'm getting on the nose. I'm going to go for a sip. You know, I want to say it's it probably is chill filtered because on the label it says, this special, this special release celebrates the early craftsmanship of the Jack Daniel distillery. It's not the Jack Daniels distillery. It's the Jack Daniel distillery, I guess. Um Bottled in its singular form, straight from the barrel, uncut at full proof. So whenever someone says uncut, they usually say unfiltered if it is unfiltered. So maybe they did chill filter this. Hey, that's us. (laughs) I haven't sipped this yet, though, with the ice. I was just uh, swirling it around. But I'm going to give it one more swirl, and then I'm going to sip it down. So ice kind of killed it. It, You know, as hot as this is, it made it colder, which... Kind of surprised by, but hmm. um, yeah, I know, right? Um, but it's, yeah. it's just everything. <clears throat> maybe I added too much ice because it just it just kind of killed it for me. And it's not bad. There's no bitterness or anything. It's just kind of yeah, kind of killed it. Not super impressed. Um, I think you lose what you had, but I still like it. it it's nowhere near what it was for sure. But I still dig it, and it's not bad. It's like. Yeah, you know, yeah, no bitterness. No, 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 no. Like, nah, nope, not gonna do that. This, I mean, like, 
if you gave this to me in a glass with ice, I'd drink it and then be like, yeah, okay. Excuse mm. me, I tell you, that LaCroix. So Chelsea um, bought a LaCroix, and it's like a one of the like leader LaCroix. And I was in a hurry to get to recording, nice. so I was just like, and it was, she opened it a couple of days ago, and I was like, ah, to save time from pouring a cup of water, I was like, can I just take this? Because it was a couple of days old, and I knew she wasn't going to drink it. But in hindsight, drinking that much bubbles uh-huh. has been a pretty bad idea. <laughs> Burping like crazy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this is, yeah, I, I'm not, not a fan of the ice. Not bad, but compared to the other two, not a fan. Yeah. I'm with you. It's still good. I'm getting, you know, a little bit more of those banana notes. Maybe if you got a whole bottle, it might be worth trying. Uh, it Like I said, like we both said, it is good. It's not great. Uh, it's not bad, um, but you're losing a lot of what you originally had when you had ice. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You getting any other notes or anything? Is it just kind of dead for you too? Um, sweet. It is a little sweet. nutty, almost. Yeah. Um, as uh, I once said in your house, tastes like nuts. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what, while we were drinking whiskey, what's that? <laughs> it was in re- reference to a whiskey. It was like a whiskey sour too. So I was like, "Oh wow, yeah, not um, supposed to taste like nuts." Do you have a rating in mind? Yeah, I think I do. Okay, what you got? You know, I feel like I've been here before. Where it's right on the line of hubba to what? I don't. I don't think this is worth a nine point two. I question if it's worth a nine point one. Uh, but maybe I'll go like a nine point oh seven. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Nine point oh seven because it is. It is hubba to what? At least on the neat pour on the finish, it is powerful. It's got a lot going on there. Like when you swallow it, it's like. Boom! Um, <laughs> it is. It's that the rye spice, that black tea, that slight bananas. Uh, it's all there. That sweetness throughout. It is good. Uh, but like I said, you got to take it slow. Uh, but yeah, the 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 mind blownness is there, but not too much there. So I yeah, like I said, nine point oh seven here. Sounds good. We're we're close there. I did get a hub of what. I on the neat. Uh-huh. I was not expecting it to be what it was. Um, I like rise a lot. This was not. I don't feel like this is a traditional rye. Like if like what I would mm. expect from rye, but it's not. It it's like a good take on it. It's kind of like a, a a baby rock nursery rhyme that you're like, dang, this is kind of my jam, right? Like it just did something yeah. different to the rye that I was very surprised by. Um, this is really good. I went nine point three. I uh, I think nice. there's a, there's a, because there's a lot to this that you know it's got that complexity and that's one of my favorites. It's, you know, if yeah. you were to pull this bottle out, like you could be in some trouble if you're like trying to sip it for a while with some friends and like oh yeah, oh but it is delish. So I'm liking it. Nine point three, pleasantly, pleasantly. I like that too. If I didn't know the hype behind this, I'd be more surprised. But I was still surprised by it, even knowing like the, the hype behind it. So yeah. For sure. There we go. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so good bottle. Yeah, if you have the means, if you have the availability, I would grab one. I would pay. I would. I would pay a hundred bucks for this. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I could. I probably go about. Luckily, 90-ish. I got it for less. I go about ninety, uh-huh. but I'm a little cheaper than you. So yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah. So that okay. sounds good to me. Well, well uh, is it? Our th- I think our. Already? Huh? Huh? Hey. Is it I think time? we're ready for our other part of the show. It's time for Whiskey World News. All right, guys, it's time for Whiskey World News. It's a great part of the show where we read an article and we talk about it. Uh, this one comes from the drink drinksbusiness.com and it's titled This Distillery Has Hired a Dog to Sniff Out Whiskey Imperfections. Grant's Whiskey Distillery in Scotland has hired a Cocker Spaniel to detect whiskey imperfection in barrels. Uh, It has been employed 
to meticulously control and expert detect imperfections in the barrels of its product, and new hire Rocco is all ears on how he can help fine-tune the process. This one-year-old Cocker Spaniel has undergone extensive training. He's only one. How extensive could it be? Like, Rocco, you're one. Like... That's like seven years, man. Oh, yeah, that's true, I guess. Yeah, right. Okay. With sniffing casts <laughs> in which the whiskey is aged, looking at, out for any imperfections in the wood. Trainer Stuart Phillips said, A dog like Rocco has such a powerful sense of smell, around 40 times stronger than a human's, and my job was to help him focus on identifying specific scents in the wood, and then communicating what he's found to the Grants team. In this specialist role, Rocco will nose his way through the cask at the g- Gervin Grain and Ala Bay Single Malt Whiskey Distilleries and report back an appropriately named boss, the Associate Global Brand Director, Chris Wolf, uh, should he detect any issues at the cooperage. Um, mechanical noses are widely used in the winemaking industry, but wanted, but we wanted to maintain the tradition of our craft skills by using a dog's natural super sense of smell in our quality control process, said Wolf. Rocco's ability to nose a very large number of casts in a short space of time means he is a fantastic addition to our team of craftsmen. Any team members hoping for a cuddle will be disappointed. Rocco's a working dog rather than a workplace pet, so we have guidelines in place to make sure he doesn't get disturbed. But the boost in morale whenever he's around has been a joy to see, said Wolf. So there's the article. Cole, any thoughts? We both love dogs. Mm -hmm. And... I actually, I think that's a great idea. I mean, they they even found dogs to sniff out COVID in people, and they were like 95% accurate or something like that. Uh, Dogs are great. They have a great sense of smell. They have a great uh, ability to distinguish smells from one another. I would love to see the results from this. Like, I would love to see, like, how much time they saved or how much their product was more consistent or something like that. Like I would love to see that. It would be hard for me to be honest, to have a working dog in the distillery because I would want to love it all the time uh, because I do love dogs. Shout out to Barley, my favorite greyhound on Instagram right now. That's to you, (laughs) Joel Bradbury. Um, But yeah, I think, uh, I think it's a great idea. What's and it? dogs, I mean, how could it hurt? How could it freaking hurt to bring a dog into a distillery? There you go. So, I don't know. What do you think? Well, a couple of thoughts. First of all, what's what's the dog's name at Whiskey Del Bach? Uh, Ada. Ada. Okay, and Ada you can pet, right? Oh, Ada was like, she's like, I'm a guard dog, but uh, if you're close to me, I'm going to just put my belly up so you can pet it. Okay, so here's the thing. Like, Okay, I get the dog is a working dog. But like, if I was at work and you just came by and rubbed my belly every once in a while, I might be like, no, oh, this is a great place. I might work a little bit harder for this company. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it would Dude. it'd be hard not to pet the dog. But one, it reminds me like, I think dogs are just good ambassadors too. Like whiskey lovers pretty much love dogs too. I I, I can't think of yeah. You know, so it kind of goes hand in hand. But like I you know, like even with the Boise State football team, um, they Zamzos, one of the local like gardening places here sponsors the tea dog and after the ki- every nice. kickoff the dog runs out there onto the field grabs the tea and comes run and retrieves it and comes back and, and it's the greatest thing ever and it's one of the best reasons nice. to go to the game just so you can see the dang tea dog that's why my wife goes at least so uh-huh. yeah, dogs are a great way to kind of you know so welcome when i went to school at wisconsin w- during finals week they would bring in really friendly dogs and they'd be like hey the dogs are outside and we'd all like go out and just start petting the dogs for like 15 minutes and then we're like go back to our study and we're like you know life is good we're gonna nail this exam things are gonna be okay and dogs are great for that well i think one of the cool things too is awesome is you know they talk about like mm-hmm. you have the robot sniffing right and like but it's kind of yeah. fun to like have the craftsmanship of having an actual being there for sure it. yeah so it's pretty cool very respectable yeah so very respectable and what distillery again grants i believe so hold on let me pull it back up I believe it, wasn't, it wasn't like glenn grant grants whiskey distillery in scotland i need to look that up i've never heard of that rocco's a but anyway now if if you're bringing dogs into the whiskey world news it's a good article it is it is 
Which, yeah. all right. So we ready? We have not discussed our next segment. Are you ready? We haven't. Do you have one? Because I could pull up one. I've got a, I've got a topical one, but it's probably not going to be worth. Let's much, do it. Much good. All right. That's nah, worth mucho good. No, it's not. It's it's uh, what what whiskey is the best to drink with your dog? Is that a good one? Oh, <laughs> we're gonna go with it, bro. Okay. That's a great idea. Okay, well, forget I said that and pretend like I said it the first time later. All right. So okay, anyway, cool. whoa, that's a great idea. No, no, well, not now. You're pretending it the wrong. Okay, was that practice or actual? Okay. okay. Uh, practice totally. Okay. Perfect. All right, guys, it's time for What Whiskey Would You Choose? Uh, part of our show where we chose a whiskey and you cho- told us which one was better. So anyway, last week, it's uh, just <laughs> what's been your go-to whiskey lately? Cole went with Del Bach Dorado. We I got went, a lot of write-ins. We did. That was a good one. And then I went with Henry McKenna um, Sour Mash, the brown bottle, and Cole killed me, 81% to 19%. Yeah. For sure. Good old Del Bach. Yeah, for was, the win. I was talking to the guy at the liquor store today, and I, was, I mentioned it. I'm like, if you could figure out any way for our state commission to bring it in, do it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, great write-ins. Uh, Connor Newton, number one, went with Old Forester Rye. Can't go wrong. That's that's a nice, good good price. Yeah, good bottle. I need to get me one of those. Uh, Bryce Marita, B underscore side, went with Silverback Rogerman Reserve. Might set a personal record for finishing a bottle on that one. Um, nice. Ooh, Miles Ferguson, uh, kilted five one eight went with Lafroy Lore, and he's loving it. Nice. Uh, Madtown Marketer Big Klepsig Nika from the Barrel. That's, I mean, that's if you can drink it. It's a good one. Lots and lately get access. Man, that's a good one to go with for sure. Do you still have any left in your bottle? Yeah, I got about half a bottle left. So the bottle you gave me, I finished. And nice. then I had a buddy find me another bottle. That bottle is about half. Oh, nice. So that's one of my favorite ones to share, too, because it is so stinking good. For sure. Especially with ice. Um, fish underscore sips, which I don't know if we've seen this, uh, this write-in before much. Is that a new name? Yeah. Fi- yeah? We'll take them. Well, yeah, well, new to me. Well, welcome, fish sips. Uh, yeah, welcome. Went with Old Forester 1920. Solid. Uh Bearded Bourbon Destroyer, Wild Turkey Rare Breed. Oh, man. That's nice. one of my favorites, too. Good stuff. Uh, Nathan Anthony 17, Rossville Union Straight Ride Bottled and Bond. Have you ever heard of that? I got to try that. Never had it, but I've seen it Never before. It? Okay. Sure. It's, it's, I like the way it sounds. Uh, Embellished Pod. Again, yeah. go check out Embellished Podcast. Great stuff. Went with High West yeah. Burr Rye. Um, this one's a tricky nice. name. It's Drivizzle. I don't know. Drizzle, drizzle, gruzzle. I want to say it's got a leg in the middle. D r v z z leg v z z l e. Drizzle leg. No, no, it's drizzle, gruzzle. If you make the v's use, drizzle, guzzle. Yes, it is. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I want to say I might be totally wrong. No, hey, hit us up if we're wrong. If he's from Rome, that's what it is. Uh, he's just killed a bottle of Abalor that was quite delicious. And mm. Drew Tolan went with Russell's love Abalor. Pick. Dramhound Mayor Pingree Rye. Have you heard of that? Never. Oh, it sounds interesting. Dramhound, hit us up, man. Serious. And Markham Casey Wilderness Trail Rye. Now, Cole, this week I've got one for you. Prepare yourself. Uh-huh. What is okay. the what is the best whiskey to drink with your dog? That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I now, um, I've been thinking of that one for a while. It's, it's written on my notepad. Um Nice. Yeah. Uh I think that's a great idea. And and here's why. Because that's a different that's a different whiskey right there. You could drink on your own. That's cool. Cool. But if you drink with your dog, you know, like chilling next to you or potentially if it's a small dog, you know, chilling in your lap uh, or if it's a medium sized dog chilling with his head in your lap, um, you know, just chilling. And, uh, you know, the dog looks up to you and says, you know, I want to be with you. I want to hang out with you. I want to I want to be near you because you're a great, you know, human, as they say. (laughs) And. What would I drink next to my favorite kind of dog? I feel like if Joel Bradbury would give up barley, I would totally take barley. 
So what would I drink with barley? Obviously a scotch. Okay. Um, let's see. I would drink. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Avalor is too, at least Avalor Abuna is too strong. Uh, I would go like Balvany 12 Doublewood. Yeah. Okay. That's a good dog. That's uh, when I'm sipping next to barley. When I go visit uh, Joel Bradbury in Tasmania, I'm going to be drinking some Balvany 12 year double wood. Double wood. If this is on the wood and you're like, barley, I'm drinking this double wood, you are fetching this stick, these two sticks, these double woods I'm throwing out for you. There you go. It works. Dude, barley would be so down. All right. I'm going to him. I'm going a little different direction. Okay. Okay. Moose. He's a big old. He's a big old boy. He comes. He's al- a moose. He comes. Al- he's a big old English yellow lab, but he comes alive in water. <laughs> and I'm gonna be nice. Yeah. And I and I'm, I'm picturing myself fishing on the Boise River, little f- casting the fly out there. And we're I'm drinking dry fly wheat whiskey, and moose is nice, just, nice, moose nice. Is, nice. Moose is just playing in the water. And that's, Love it. that's what I'm drinking with my dog. So there you go. I know that's a different take. I like it. Kind of fun. I'm glad you you were sold on it. Yeah. I, now I now I feel like I got to get out there with Moose and drink some dry fly. So yeah. yeah. Do you have any bottles of that um, dry fly? I don't right now, but I've had it. But I it it's pretty yeah. easy. it's pretty Washington easy to find State here. baby. Yep, Spokane. It's a Seattle area. Spokane. Nice. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. You spent some time. In Spokane. Too much time in Spokompton. But, uh, yeah. Spokompton. Cool, man. So, what are we drinking That's next cool. week, Cole? What are we going to drink next week? Uh, so, we're between two. Uh, the first one is, uh, our Lafroig Lore. And that's a, uh, Miles Ferguson joint there. Uh, mm-hmm. but the second, I'll let you take, is Habiki Harmony. And who, I don't know who that's from. That was a Caleb Olson joint. That's Caleb Olson. Okay. Oh, ooh. This is two of our favorite listeners right there. Yeah, That's seriously. A one, so. And a very long time listeners, too. Yeah. Going, and we're going, and we're who going. are easily going to get some good samples come June. And they've both. Patreon.com slash chillfiltered. They've both been on episodes of Chill Filtered. That's true. Yeah. Very true. Oh, man. Yeah. And they both did a great job. Yeah. And I hope. That one day we can have them both on the podcast again. I hope that... Not the same time. I mean, maybe the same time. I hope we can do, like, once, you know, things kind of calm down and life settles, I hope we can do, like, a chill-filtered family get-together. That's what I hope, Cole. Whoa. Hey, I mean, I hope that we could reach uh, our next goal, which is only, like, I want to say it's only, like, 20 or 30 bucks a month away to where we can start doing YouTube videos with our patreon listeners or like youtube live videos with our patreon listeners but i hope uh that that can happen in the next month or so and then we can start getting that going and i hope it's easier than i tell myself it's going to be but most of all listeners i hope our love of spirits lifted yours <laughs> <laughs>